For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. You're tuned into another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by my co-host, NFL Draft Analyst and Recruiting Analyst, for Irish Breakdown, Ryan Roberts. And we did a mock draft on the last episode. And as we're getting into the meat of the season, we're technically at the halfway point. We've seen all these mid-season All-American lists released at this point after week seven. And I think now's a really good time for a check-in. I think we might do a little more, some other names on next week's show as well. But today, we wanted to talk about a handful of guys that have been building momentum and whether we are buying into the momentum that is being built for them after this many weeks of college football. We've got a fun grouping of players. Ryan, before I get to the read, how, how are you doing today? Are you doing great? Are you happy we're not doing a mock draft? I'm very happy we're not doing a mock draft. We're not doing the clickbait <laughs> thing this week. I was just mes- I was mesmerized by your Campbell shirt there, man. The uh, the camel right there. But and as as much as that that visit and that trip stunk, um I will say they had really cool shirts. They had a really good bookstore, and I think that their logo and their uniforms are very underrated. Yeah, I actually kind of like their uniforms. I kind of like their uniforms. You should have went to Villanova. I tried to get you to go to Villanova, and you said no. So, dude, dude, the game they experienced at Villanova is worse than at Campbell. Seriously, I've, is it? I've played it there twice. Nobody goes to those games. At least there were really? people at the games at Campbell. Hmm. Villanova's decent this year, though, right? They're pretty good. Uh, they just got bumped out of the top 25 rankings um, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Richmond. So, you know, they're not as good as they previously were. But we're, we'll actually gotcha. talk about good football players, not the Villanova football players. On today's show, before we get to that, though, folks, I just want to tell you about Bet Online. That's where I always go for all of my betting action. They've got all the updated odds, lines, whatever you need, and for any sport. And we're not just talking about betting on MLB playoffs. We're not just talking about betting on the start of the NBA season or current NFL or college football. You can get lines for as 
many different things as you think you can find, uh, especially if you like to bet on FCS games like I do. There are actual lines for FCS games on this platform. So the best source for lines, odds, anything that you're looking for, head on over to betonline.ag. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, uh, at betonline.ag, and you can get in on the action. But online, where the game starts, I think that's the tag on Sean. I or not Sean. Oh fuck, we're having a long day today. Uh, I just, I just pulled a, I just pulled an opposite of what I used to do to Sean, where I called him Ryan. After Sean left you hanging, I get that treatment, sir. He he didn't leave me hanging. He didn't leave me. I mean, he kind of left you hanging. He kind of left you hanging a little bit. Uh, bit. Well, did you go? Did you go listen to his his uh, rebuttal episode that he published? Did he have a rebuttal episode? No, I didn't hear this. He recorded a rebuttal episode. Um, All I can say is the Thursday show or the Wednesday night show is going to be a little fiery because me and him are going to have have a conversation at the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I gotta go listen to this now. Uh, all right so ryan let's -hmm. talk about these uh these top players i want to start off with hendon hooker because now that i'm in an office setting like we're we're a sports media company i believe where i'm Mm -hmm. a producer and you know there's a lot of times where we'll just be talking about random things and like for fun guys like to ask me my thought on prospects and college guys and hendon hooker's name keeps getting brought up a lot people keep asking me like oh who are the top quarterbacks who would you take and they have their own takes. And then they always keep asking, like, well, where does Hendon Hooker fit into the equation? And Hendon Hooker, right now, I don't I don't think you can disagree with me on this, is probably going to win the Heisman if he continues this pace. He is putting up gaudy statistics, and at the same time, he is winning very big, important games for the Tennessee Volunteers. We mm-hmm. talked about him as a prospect, and we talked about how the traits all live up to what he's capable of doing, and he's bringing it all onto the field. Last season, he was showing signs of it. Now he's really putting it together at a very high level. So what I want to talk about here, man, is do we think Hendon can fit in the first round, even though he's 24 years old, even though he's been around for a long time? How does he project and could he possibly be a first round quarterback? I have a lot of thoughts about Hendon Hooker, Joe. I'm going to start you off with a question. Yes. Why is everyone so infatuated with Will Levis, but no one talks about Hendon Hooker that much in the draft side of things? Explain it to me because Will Levis is going to be 24 in draft night. Yeah. Hendon Hooker is going to be 25. Everyone talks about Hendon Hooker's age. Like he's the oldest guy in the world. Will Levis is almost as old as Hendon Hooker. It's not like that much of a difference. And I would argue tremendously, tremendously that Hendon Hooker is much further along than Will Levis from a, t- from a mechanical perspective, from a mechanics perspective. Mm-hmm. And I would also argue that Hendon Hooker, he might not be his arm might not be quite as live as Will Levis, but like Hendon Hooker's got tools, man. Like he can yeah. run, big kid, strong arm. He's been really productive. And the best thing is that he's thrown four interceptions in the last two years at Tennessee, man. Like he takes care of the football as well. So to answer your question, can he be a first round player? Yeah, I think he can. Even with the age, I think he can. And I would not, and I would love to hear your input on this because this is what I think. I think that there is a legitimate chance. Look, the NFL loves Will Levis, so he might still end up being, you know, one of the top three quarterbacks off the board. But why will. shouldn't why shouldn't Hendon Hooker be in that conversation when it all said done? Why shouldn't he be? Why shouldn't right, he? Be? I, I I I think we always have this willingness. Uh, you know, pundits in general have this willingness to commit to guys and then the same thing happens with the polls too like the same thing in the in the Heisman voting the same shit always happens where there is a commitment to 
guys that we decide and teams that we decide are going to be great at before the season even starts. The season then plays out, and then it takes way too long for us to adjust our opinions. And we see it again. We see it with the polls where there's teams like Purdue that aren't ranked and they've got better resumes than some of these other ranked teams that have more losses. And in this circumstance, coming into the season, everyone was just like, Will Levis, Will Levis, Will Levis. Everyone was in awe of the plays that he made last year. And right now, Will Levis hasn't taken that step forward. He has stayed stagnant. He has been mistake prone. He's been unhealthy. He's been dealing with some injuries. But I don't think Will Levis has shown anything comparable to being a first-round quarterback. On the other hand, who we did this comparison show a while ago, we compared these two guys and did a breakdown of how these guys look and how they might fit in the class. Hendon Hooker has a lot of you know similar positives in his game. Great athlete, can throw on the run. His deep yep. accuracy has been fantastic. Uh-huh. And he's actually taken that step forward. I think that there's just naturally a lag when it comes to trying to make these evaluations. And those that don't actually watch the film, those that don't properly evaluate it, are going to rest on those preseason assumptions until they go back and look at it, or they're basing their thoughts on somebody else's opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say this, man, even though I agree that Hennon has taken a huge step from last year to this year, even though I thought he was really good last year, like he did Mm -hmm. some really good stuff. That's why we liked him in the summer a little bit. He would have been the best quarterback in last year's class. So maybe looking back on him, maybe should have declared, but like that's another conversation for a different day. Regardless this is that's what that's my that's my disconnect, Joe. That's my disconnect right now. Is that I do think that there's just some people that just have not given him a fair shake on like the new film because again, I'm not talking about a kid that is like because I think that this is what people's miscon- uh, misconception is. They're like, Will Levis is the super tracy upside kid. And when I bring in a handed hooker into the conversation, I think a lot of people assume that I'm talking about a higher floor kid. And while he has a higher floor, the things that draw me to Hendon Hooker is that not only does he have a higher floor than Will Levis, but he's also very talented in his own right, right? Like this isn't just like a just like a, a, a finished product and he's not getting a ton better. Like this is a talented kid, man. Like if you go look at his profile, I mean, he was a four-star kid, quarterback coming out originally in Virginia Tech. He was a thousand-point basketball scorer in high school. Like he was a really talented athlete that came out. And I'll say this, Joe, I hope that, that Hendon Hooker does end up being that type of guy because you know – which of your favorite NFL draft analysts had a tweet of a vi- of a throw of his in 2019? Was it Mel Do you know Kiper? who that was? <laughs> yes, yes, it was Mel Kiper. No, it wasn't Mel Kiper. It was people that actually do their w- the work. But uh, that's a different <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, I also think one of the things just to factors into this too is, and maybe this is overanalyzation, but maybe it's it's like the case of that. I know that they both transferred. But maybe it's also the case of that, like Hendon Hooker didn't win the job right away, and he had less playing time, and it's just like stupid insight by people that they they hold that against him. But Will Levis part of it. Will Levis didn't play at all, barely. I mean, he didn't. He couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. I mean, so like he's like similar. Transferred to Kentucky, and then he took over, and compared Uh to Hendon, who transferred Uh to Tennessee, and then they started Joe Joe Milton Milton for some reason. Uh Got it. Got it. I thought you were talking about like, I mean, I was talking about this joke. Can we talk still talk about how absurd it is that Virginia tech and Justin Fuente started both Quincy Patterson and Braxton Burmeister over Hendon. Can we talk about that, man? What a joke. Well, there's a reason why he doesn't currently have a job, but the more important thing is that Josh Heupel took him two tries to figure it out. But again, look, the main takeaway from this is that I think 
it, the conversation needs to be started. And this is not a overcalculation. One of the guys we're going to talk about here, an overreaction is definitely going to be the case. It's going to be a recency bias on my part, and we're going to get to that in a second. But for Hendon Hooker, this is not recency bias. He had tape to back it up last year. He was building momentum, and then that momentum heavily carried into this season. He has corrected, not, not fully corrected, but he has progressed the issues that we saw last year. But the consistency, the protecting the football, I know that he plays in an offense that is going to buoy him a little bit and help him out in you know some circumstances where he's not going to be taking uh, maybe a lot of dangerous shots. But the big thing for me, Ryan, that is exciting, yeah. despite him not having a huge arm, and I mentioned it a second ago, is the deep ball accuracy. Like It was fully on display with the connections that he made with Jalen Hyatt in this game against Alabama. Yep that he was easily able to make those throws. That deep accuracy, I think, might be one of his best traits. Best Great. traits What's aside thrait? from... I don't know. I'm running on fumes here. I woke up at five. Uh, best traits aside from his ability to throw on the run and extend plays with his legs. Yeah. Joe, quick stat before I go into Hendon. Yeah. All right. Braxton Burmeister is the starting quarterback for San Diego State. In five games, he has thrown for 263 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Wait, what school is he at? I got distracted. San Diego State's. Joe, as a team, as a team, San Diego State is averaging 108 yards passing a game and completing 48.9% of their passes as and a team. Everyone acted like San Diego State was good last year. Um, they're the fake. They were, decent. they were decent last year. This year they're bad. This year yeah. They're bad. Well, they actually had a good record, and everyone was saying that they were a lot better than they were, and they were going to ride all this momentum into this year, and then they got stomped out by Arizona, which was yes. a joke. Um, but to your point, to your point, the most impressive thing about what Hennon Hooker has done the last few games, especially, is that he hasn't had Cedric Tillman. <laughs> you know, like his yes. best receiver. Yes. A wide receiver that could potentially go in the second round. Like he's that type of good receiver. Hyatt's a good player in his own right, but like he's done all this without his number one guy going into the year, was a thousand yard receiver last year, Cedric Tillman. Could is going to be at the senior bowl, guaranteed, could be a top fifty pick when all is said and done if the injuries check out and he tests well. And he and Hendon Hooker has maintained his incredible play that he's had. And you're correct, Joe. I think you saw it, I think it was the second game of last season, right? When Milton was the starter, Milton couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with these deep balls. Like he overthrew about four to five deep balls in that game. And you're just like, what the heck? And he has man? the bigger arm. He has he does have the stronger arm. You're right. But Hendon Hooker comes in and he's just beautiful, man. Like one of the best deep throw ball thrower, maybe the best deep ball thrower in this class. Like he has Bryce Young, I think, has some really nice touch as well, working deep, but like Hendon, man, he just has a feel. And, like, I want him to just go to a team that just runs a lot of, like, vertical stretch stuff because I really think he could push the ball down the field a ton, man. He is a talented kid with the deep ball. Off the top of my head, I mean, maybe mm -hmm. if if the Packers are looking for a little redirection there, maybe, maybe – Packers are interesting. All right, Ryan, you talked highly of Cedric Tillman and how good of a receiver he is. Let's bring up a receiver who has been – Catching some eyes lately, and I know this is a guy that it's going to piss you off a little bit. Not piss you off, but it's I like annoying you with guys that I overreact to, and then I know you want to be a little bit more, you know, down on Caut the ground, cautious, 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 realistic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, man! I am buying into the Quentin Johnson hype, dude. I can't stop watching this guy. The guy's six foot four. He's two fifteen. He is so freaking fluid. He's mm -hmm. going to be a 4-4 a athlete at the Combine. He's going to test out of the gym. 
And some of those concerns that you had with him, I think he's improving on them. I see a guy that is exploding out of his, uh, you know, off the line of scrimmage, out of his breaks. He is turning into a very explosive deep threat. His hands continue to shine, which were a positive last season. And he just keeps making all these crazy body control catches that require a lot of really nice athleticism. I'm not saying, and I, you know, I texted you this and I knew that it, it, it annoyed the crap out of you. I'm not going to uh -huh. go as far to say that he might be wide receiver one, but the conversation for him being a first round pick is legitimate. I don't think that it is outlandish to say that Quentin Johnston, someone's not going to fall in love with him after the combine and say that he deserves to be a first round selection. I'm not, I'm not saying it's outlandish and I'm not even saying that's outlandish to have him at wide receiver one, Joe. I just think it's a little aggressive of a take. That's all. But he and keeps I, doing it. He's not like this. Is he's one done game. in two games. He's done in two games. He's done in two what games. What are you talking about? He did it against. Joe, he's done in two Wait. games. Go look at he the, did, go look at the, go look at the game logs. He, he did it. He did it against Oklahoma. He did it against Kansas. And he also did it against uh, Oklahoma state. Okay, so I hope the game logs, but I'm just talking about plays big. Well, plays no, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he had a very good game against Oklahoma, if I remember correctly. I'm about to look this up. I'm about to look this up. Don't worry. I got you, man. I got you. All right. He only had 41 yards against Yes. But he, he okay, he, but he still has the plays on tape, though. I'm not he's not only does he, he has the he had the plays on tape, and then now he has the dominance to back it up. Joe, here's my issue with them. All right, are we ready for this? So here's yeah. the positives. Quentin yes. Johnson is six four. Extremely long arms, catch radius is insane. He's springy. He can win above the rim. All those things are fantastic. Here's the holdup. Okay. And I've talked to you about this before. For me to be incredibly high on a wide receiver, I need to see them win in multiple ways as far as creating separation. That's okay. my thing. Okay. I don't think he is, I think he's twitchy ver vertically. Like he can explode, and that's great. That's how he wins vertically. He stacks. And then he uses that incredible length to win above the rim. That's awesome. I don't think he's ever going to be the twitchiest route runner, though, working in and out of breaks. I don't think he's going to create a ton of separation at the department. And I also just don't think he's very fast either, Joe. Like, I just, really? there's just, yeah, I don't. I think he's a 4-5 something kid, which is fine because he's 6-4. But, like, is he going to run away from guys? I don't think he's going to run away from people. I feel I like he's he can been, stack. I think he's been flying. I that might be where we disagree on the speed. And I'm curious. How fast do you think time. he is? How fast do you think he is? Like four, four, eight. Like, I, I think that he's like very, very high four fours. Cause like he, when he accelerates and I think when he's a top speed, he's fast. I don't know if I four, five just seems slow for him. And maybe it's just like the, you know, the case of big guy moving quickly and you just kind of get mesmerized by how, how fast a big guy like that moves down the field. And, I think this guy, Joe, is where it's fool's gold sometimes. It's all, man. Like, like, could he be A.J. Green? Maybe. But also, could he be Josh Doxson? Could he be – what was the kid that came out of Iowa State a couple years ago that I liked? Oh, sh uh, it was on the Eagles. Oh, my Drafted God. by the Akeem Cardinals. Butler. Akeem Akeem Butler. Butler. Could he be Akeem Butler? Could he, I hope like, not. There's a lot of these. Could he be okay. Denzel Mims? There's a lot of these long, stupid, athletic catch point receivers who don't translate. There's a lot of them. That's my well, holdup. If Christian Watson can go as early as he did. Well, Christian Watson should not have gone early as he did, though. 
Because Joe, look at look at right now. Okay. Christian Watson is like, like a relegated jet sweep wide receiver at six foot four right now because he. Well, can't but his catch hands are his hands are yeah his hands are a lot worse than than Johnston's are. But he's also a lot faster than Johnston as well. I mean, Watson ran legit four three six. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I, yeah. The the argument's difficult, and I think it's hard to really project here. And I I just. Jordan Addison hasn't done as much as I think we would have hoped. It feels like Jackson Smith and he's Jigba, banged up. Yeah, yeah they're he, both banged up now. They're both banged up, so that's going to impact their projection slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. depending on how they finish the season, I feel I like it's a Butte, bad wide receiver class, man. It's just a bad wide receiver class, right? And all it takes is one freak athlete who's well, just maybe, on dudes. Look, bad, bad is a little hyperbolic. I think it's an underwhelming wide receiver group. Like Butte, Butte had a good last game, but like Butte has been like very hindered by the passing yeah, offense. Daniels, yeah. yeah, it's just been yeah. So no wide receivers really taking that. I mean, Quentin Johnson, I guess the last two games is the only guy that's really taken like that next step i guess per se right but then i would argue and i I understand that you can only line up against who you're going against all that type of stuff joe but like how many how many how many nfl defensive backs were in kansas's secondary how many nfl defensive uh how many any nfl players were in oklahoma state's secondary you know what i'm saying yeah that's that's my hold up man it's my hold up i don't know i don't know well, yeah, and again, it, I don't know why I keep coming back to Christian Watson. Really, Christian Watson didn't play against that many NFL DBs. But look, I just think that if he continues this stretch, he's shown mm-hmm. a lot of highlights that are exciting. How high would you take him? How high would you take him? I I would take him like twenty I, and twenty and later. Matt Miller had him as in, in a top ten on a mock. We in, don't talk about Matt Miller. We don't talk <laughs> about Matt Miller on this podcast, Ryan. We we do not talk about Matthew I, Miller I, on this show. I, I, <laughs> I do my I do my best not to, but I saw it on my timeline because people are stupid and retweet anything. So I, I think twenty five is realistic. It just depends on what an offense values, and I think certain teams like. Okay, here's a good one. Drake London was somebody who that there were separation concerns with, and they're very different, very very different players, and. I disagree, man. I disagree. Jake London could run routes, man. He could run routes. He wasn't incredibly fast, but he could run routes. Yeah. Look, this is my thing, though. This is my but thing. They, they, win in, they win in very different ways. And yes, Drake London is yeah. a better route runner, but Quentin Johnson is is still stacking guys, and he's he's a deep yeah. threat for a very different reason Look, rather than his speed. And I think they're comparable speeds. They're both 4-5 if we're saying that's what the speed is, low 4-5 athletes. This is, this is my thing, though. I don't think that we're too far off, like – I would consider drafting Quentin Johnson in that 25 to 32 range, depending on what team it is. I would, I would like if it was a, if it was a team that was close to making a Super Bowl push and they just needed a big physical wide receiver to go with their other departmental players they have. Maybe they have a good slot receiver. Maybe they have a guy that's a good intermediate route runner, whatever. And they just need size to add to the profile. Like I'd be all right with that. I'm not pushing back against that part. I just. I'm struggling because I feel like some people are pushing him up a little too high right now, just a little bit too high where I'm like, guys, like he's a good player. Is he a top 10 pick? Nah. Yeah, I, I never. Nah. Okay, I'm glad that we re, we figured that out because just from my text to you, I think you might have assumed that I was in that camp that he's I, I don't think he's at that point yet. And I don't think any of these receivers based on where the talent of the rest of this class lies. Johnson mm-hmm. should not be a top 10 pick, but I think realistically somewhere in that 25 range makes a lot of sense. Now, somebody yeah. who's made the case, and he even featured was featured in our mock draft last week in the top 10, that is building an even larger case 
for being a top 15 pick. Clark Phillips, man, statistically, and then even has the tape to back up being drafted that high. The uh, Utah corner, which Utah has been a little bit up and down this year. They gave up a ton of points to USC this past week. He did have a couple if he plays against USC where he gave up, you know, passenger, there was a pass interference call at him on him at the end of the game. And he gave up a couple gains, which is just a tough offense to go against. But in general, he's completely shutting guys down. Yeah. And I really do think that he's somebody who's plug and play in any defense. If you want to put him in the slot right away, he plugs right in. And if you want to play him on the outside, he's just as good to do either. And he's taking the football away, which is tremendous in points to his value as a, as a corner. Joe, I have a take. You ready for the take? Clark Phillips is cornerback one in this class, man. You're committing to that after you don't I, like I, Keely Ringo? I, I don't dislike Keely Ringo, but I just look, man, there's just some guys where you're gonna worry too much about the traits. And just like for argument's sake, I, I actually did get like some verified information that that Clark is five nine and two eight. So five five nine yeah. and a quarter. So he's smaller. Okay. But there are some guys where you just throw the throw the measurables out because you do not care. And that I do not care how tall Clark Phillips is, man. I just don't care. He is such a good football player. Put on his kit tape against Oregon State, man. He does it an off man. He can press. He can work from zone. He has some incredible instincts and he's physical, man. Like that's the thing about him that is just different. Like I would think that he would be a guy that would be taken advantage of by size, and he doesn't. He doesn't really give it up. And so I think he's going to run pretty fast, 4-4 four, four mid, like 4-4-5, four, 4-4-4 four, 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 four type of dude. He's physical. I think that he's got good quick twitch ability, good, good, um, really good technique to mirror a match and off off man. Like Clark Phillips is just a good player, man. He's good. Fo- he's a good, good football player. So I'm in on Clark Phillips, man. That's a top 15 pick, in my opinion. Top 15 to 20. He's that good. I'm I'm all in on Clark. All in. I think a, a really good – I don't know if I'm all in on that take, but I think a really strong indicator of how good he is is that Utah's defense, like you look at it across yep. the board, like there's really not that many other big-name players on that unit. Like it's it, a, lot, it's, a lot of good college players, not a bunch it, of pros. A, yeah. a lot of Jags on that roster. And if we're trying to pinpoint why they've been good, a lot of the reasoning's been because of Clark Phillips. And it's not like he's just locking dudes down and it's easy to, you know, talk about how a guy's locking somebody down and then everyone else is getting beaten up. But he's like making he's creating turnover opportunities for their defense. That type of value is it's hard to find for corners. There's not a lot of guys that have as many interceptions that he does this far into the season and is providing that much of an impact as a corner. It's kind of easy to get lost in the shuffle of things. It's one of those Mm -hmm. positions on the field where if they're not being talked about, it's usually because they're doing their job and they're having a good season. But he's almost taken that a step further where we're starting to talk about him. National pundits are talking about him. His name is getting brought up constantly on broadcasts and in discussions because he's actually making plays. He's making huge impactful plays that are shifting the momentum of football games. So I take him top 15. I'm still a little mesmerized by how much of a freak athlete Keely Ringo is. And I, 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 as I'm a hack, I'm I'll admit it. I'm a, a, it's it's not, it's not a hack thing. I, I I'm a sucker for athletes. Like I'm always going to lean like the tall fast guy. Like that's just my, my bit. 
Bet, betting on traits is not a bad thing, sir. So it's not a hack take. It's not a hack take. Like bet on traits. Traits are are great. I just I am I am mesmerized by just how good of a player Clark Phillips is. Like I'm just mesmerized, man. Like you say, he's got five interceptions. And this is gonna sound weird because Clark was a like top 50, top 100 caliber recruit nationally. So like it wasn't like he was an under-recruited kid. I mean, like he had Ohio State off. He was committed to Ohio State at one point. But he plays like he has this massive chip on his shoulder. And I think it's because even though he's been that highly ranked, there are some people that have still questioned the size, right? And been like, he's small, his stubby arms, like all that type of stuff. And he looks like he takes it personal to me, man. Like he plays pissed off in my opinion, right? So I'm just in on him, man. I'm not out on Keely Ringo. I just haven't seen growth from Keely Ringo yet. Like the traits are phenomenal. Like you can tell me Keely Ringo is a top 10 corner in the NFL in a few years. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Like he's that talented, right? But it just, I just haven't seen him materialize from a really good athlete to a great football player yet. I'm watching Clark Phillips take his game from a really good football player last season to a great one this year. He's been fantastic so far. All very, very fair. And we're going to keep monitoring these guys. I think next show, there were some players we wanted to hit on, but we're going to save them for next week. Um, because there's going to be a lot of open-ended discussions on some of these players that I think maybe the consensus is too high on, and we're, we're going to get to all of that. Uh, at Joe DeLeo and at Rising Draft, thank you for tuning in. We will be back with more next week. Uh, yeah, for the rest of week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.